the longest two ever. All right, three, we're live. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Plenty of Feet Podcast. Don't forget to touch that like button down there so you can keep up with myself and all of the models on the podcast and all the goods family. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Drop that intro producer, aka must. <laughs> Who just got up and started twerking? <laughs> who, who what? Who got, got up? On? Who started twerking? I about that. that was a long intro. I was like, oh, we're going. We're still going. All right. I, you know what? The intros are always super long, but for a reason, for a good reason, I have to like saw myself before each podcast. Yeah. I got to pull it out somehow, somewhere. I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? What is the topic of the discussion? I know I should have wrote it down beforehand. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> like, all those stars start coming to my mind. But then I start recording, and somehow, some way, me and the guests, we just end up having a great time. That's always that's always the game. We always have a good time when we chat. What is this, number three? This is number three. Yeah, the last one was when it was... All of us in all the uh, ladies, all the ladies holler if you hear me. That was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. I thoroughly in, enjoyed that. There was, was a, fun a little bit of wine, a little bit of wine involved. That that always definitely um, helps the show go a lot smoother. I think. It's, it's but you know it's, it's midday today, so I can't I can't be on the wine train. <laughs> yeah, well, midday. Yeah. We got stuff to do, right? It's like we can't get on the wine train yet. Yeah, it's not wine o'clock. I gotta, I gotta wait a couple more hours. You know, gotta get those responsibilities out of the way. Isn't sure. that something, man? Like as adults, we just have responsibilities. Like, what is this madness? Like, it would be cool to be a dog. Dogs do nothing but exist. <laughs> True. Even be a kid again. It's funny because kids are so ready to grow up. And like be adults, and it's like, no, talk, enjoy it. You don't understand. Although, you know, I wouldn't want to go back to being younger. I like, I like getting older, even though you know the responsibilities, the bills, all, all the things that come with it. Not so fun in some ways, but uh, I like all the growth and all the stuff that comes with being an, an adult and figuring out life a little more. Yeah, it is fun and enjoyable to try to figure out life at the end of the day that's probably what we're really here on earth for us to try to figure out our true calling or you know figure out like what's the 
what's the meaning rather and like how do we navigate through this crazy life but it's funny because when we are kids we all just can't wait to grow up and be adults and we want to rush it we want to rush to get there when we're 16 we're act, acting like we're 21 already and then mm-hmm. you know now we're now we're probably you know most people listening to this podcast probably like 25 through 35 around that range and you're like yeah like time going so fast well you know they say so you know like when you're a kid and you're like in school it seems like time goes so slow right but then as we get older it goes fast again but I was reading recently when you get into like senior senior age, it goes back to like when you're a kid where it just like slow, it just goes slow, you know. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah. too fast right now. I feel like I just blink and it's it's a year. Like how are we already, you know, six seven months into the year? Like, did we just have right. New Year's? Like we literally just had New Year's. It's trippy though because it seems like ever since July fifth, and if any of you know anything about anything, they had that um, that particle collider that pretty much. Oh my god! Knew- I was, you read my mind. Get out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to see, say that we're about to, we're over here jumping timelines with that particle. Yeah. Look, they're already they're already like throwing something into the mix right now because you're like blurry as all hell right now. I can't see you, Cleo. You're like, I haven't done anything. I'm in the same spot. <laughs> I just said the wrong word. People in people in the comments, is she blurry right now? She's blurry to me. It's all good though. I mean, we could still we could still have our. I'm chat, not blurry you know? to me. You're not blurry to me, but you know, maybe we'll come in better. The forces that yeah. be don't want us talking. <laughs> Because they know that we're about to get on some get on some real stuff. What do you know about CERN and the whole July fifth? happenings well you know okay so i was actually having a conversation with a a friend about this um in in general and i actually didn't realize i mean i've I've known that they've been doing a lot of particle research um and working and basically creating uh creating particles and creating the beginning of life so we've known that they've been doing this like the national laboratory in new mexico definitely does stuff with it so definitely been aware of it but i didn't realize about the fifth until I saw one of my friends recently. And she was like, well, did you hear that they actually ran the biggest test? And I was like, all right, tell me about it. You know? So, um, obviously I, I find it very interesting. I think that, um, I don't think people realize that the, the effect that we have on our environment. And, and I think that we get to a point where I think we play God too much and, and there's consequences like to every action there is a reaction and i think with a lot of them playing with with particle reaction theories i think that it can definitely change a lot of the trajectory of where we're at where we're going where we have been so, i don't know what, time, do you, what do you think the timelines have shifted I've been seeing a lot more Mandela effects since that day, actually. A lot more. Like Chick-fil-A, C-H-I-C, instead of C-H-I-C-K. Like, I'm pretty sure it always had a K in it. Did it see, I always kind of wondered that, too, and then I'll spell it sometimes, and I'm like, is there a K or is there no C? Or like, uh, yeah, you know what's funny? I haven't really noticed, I haven't been paying attention to too many Mandela effects, but it recently, but it is definitely a, a thing. It's like, there's there's like lists of things that you can like look up and and verify if it's like shifted. I, I mean, I think it makes sense because there there are multiple timelines. There's no way the way that 
I mean, we, we ultimately kind of made up time, but I think that's kind of what deja vu is too. Sometimes is it's kind of like a uh, blur between timelines, basically. It more than likely is. I've said that before as well. I, I truly believe it is, or you're, you're pretty much meeting with yourself in a parallel universe and that's when you realize it at that moment that you have been there before or just met up with yourself in a parallel universe and both of you both versions of you have that realization like whoa why does it feel like what is this yeah it's like why have i feel like i've seen this before or that i've been here before and you know it's it's super trippy though man when you think about it but yeah um as far as like the the particle collider goes and everything they did on july 5th they're saying that you know there's so many possibilities that could have happened they could have opened black holes wormholes portals um they could have created dark matter in this world they've been saying there's a lot of storms going on right now in all various places of the earth like unexplainable storms with unexplainable lightning um, like almost like strobe light, like lightning, and you know it's very very trippy. Ways. <laughs> explosion! That was my fault. <laughs> no, I, no, that's, that's true though. I mean, it it is right now is definitely like naturally would be like our thunder season. Um, like tomorrow is it tomorrow's full moon or the next full moon is considered the thunder moon. So this is definitely like a time that we would normally have a lot of, a lot of storms, but I think that you're right. I think a lot of what we've done has definitely exacerbated stuff in the environment. I mean, look at what we do. We cloud seed, we literally create, create weather. So how would we not think there would be a long-term effect to that, you know, just on a, on an energetic level, on a cellular level, on an atomic level dude can you believe that some people really believe that weather is not created in any any kind of way that it's just all natural i'm like man you must really not know a thing about what they got going on out there like they have actual weather creation tools Mm -hmm. that they put in the ocean um that they put in in the clouds that's what cloud seeding is they literally just uh basically pop those pop chemicals into the clouds so that they it forces them to rain basically you know yeah yep yep and and that's really happening like this isn't some kind of conspiracy theory that two people on the internet are talking about right now like you can (laughs) really look this up and then during hurricane season there's super unnatural burst of clouds that you could see on the satellite images and it's like damn are they making hurricanes as well that you know actually there was do you remember i think like maybe like a year and a half ago what there was a really big hurricane that i think that they attributed to them playing with the weather patterns it was i don't remember which one it is because you know they all have different fun names but um i yeah i think one of the major hurricanes they were there was a lot of evidence pointing to the fact that they're like, well, we didn't create that exact one, but no, but the ripple effect of you creating weather in other parts of the world, again, cause and effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. most definitely. Man, speaking about cause and effect, what has caused Cleo to want to be one of the dopest foot models of all time? 
Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily would have considered myself that, but I'll take it. I mean, I'm pretty dope. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll go with it. Um, I don't know. I just, I love this industry. I love what I do. Um, I love working in, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, nobody wants to admit it, but it is at this point, it is part of the sex work industry. Um, even though, you, you know, that it's definitely a fine line. It, I don't know that it necessarily should be, but obviously Instagram deems it as because feet are very offensive to people for someone, for some reason. Um, and I think that also pushes me to continue. Like every time that I get deleted or like pushed up against, it just like makes, it just reaffirms for me that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm really firm in like, I believe that people should really live their life authentically and in alignment with the things that they, that they're, they're true, true to their true self is, and they, they enjoy. And that comes to like sexuality, which I think is very much on the spectrum. And I like that I get to kind of push, not the fetish agenda, but the, but the, the connection to your actual identity and not, they're not being shame in the things that you like. I don't know. That was long. That was a long answer. <laughs> I forgot that I was on the podcast for a minute. I was like listening, like spit that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. No, I mean, hey, it's there for people, you know, who enjoy that kind of stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily an agenda being pushed. It's just people doing what they like and people enjoying what they like. But it does seem like it's becoming more and more of the culture these days. A lot of rap artists, I talk about this all the time, but a lot of rap artists are are, are saying it in lyrics and they're actually coming out and saying it now. Like they got Kevin Gates talking about it uh, pretty openly. Um, you know, NBA oh. young, NBA young boy, he, he like openly takes pictures with his girlfriends, uh, how, however many girlfriends that he has, they're, they're footing his mouth you know and oh yeah well and you even see it in um what's uh travis barker and uh one of the dashian ladies uh courtney right like, and then it's becoming way more like i mean it's always been there it's just becoming visible and you know shout out to the kardashians man you know pete davidson and um kim kardashian you know they just put out a picture with her feet all up on his chest and him looking all you know smiley and what have yeah. you so i mean you know, like, you know, with, you know, I, I, this is, I feel two ways about this. There's part of me that is, I love the visibility. I like that, you know, quote unquote, mainstream media is portraying it. But at the same time, it, sometimes it feels um, kind of trite. Like, it just feels like, I don't know, like the, you know, I did see the Pete and Kim thing. And sometimes it feels like almost at this point, it can feel like a bandwagon versus people just being authentic. And I think that feels frustrating. Like it's almost like cool now versus mm. it just being how people are innately are. I don't know. But like, even if it's a, a bandwagon thing, like the fact that people are opening their minds to it more and being cool with the idea of it or discovering yeah. that it is actually really cool and you know something that they enjoy themselves that just kind of shows you that there has been a shift in the world and you know who knows maybe it has something to do with cern like cern hit a switch and now everybody's like i like feet i like feet, <laughs> I like feet. i'm about the feet let's do this that's what i'm saying like and, and that I could mean, be a thing. it makes sense though i mean it, it literally is one of the large there i think that you know, um, sexuality and fetishism is such a spectrum that 
you know, anybody really, I think it's the most relatable and it's the most common. It's literally the most common out of all of them. And then that kind of like trickles down from there. But I mean, I think last time we talked about where, you know, like that comes from and there's a lot of different theory, theories, like, you know, the part in your brain being next to your pleasure center where your feet, you know, are and et cetera. So I think there's a lot of things that play into how people arrive at this particular fetish, you know? Absolutely. I got a interesting poll that I did last night on my daddy goods, Instagram and a page that by the way, has nothing really to do with this podcast. I don't post much on there um, in terms of this podcast. Um, but I asked a, a question that, you know, is in relation to this podcast and mm-hmm. this whole world. Um, I'll get to that after this commercial break. What's up, everybody? Uh, Man, shout out to Cleo Jane. We got her on the podcast right now with those size 10s. Size 11. Oh, snap. We got Cleo Jane with the size 11. Too big to fit it in the whole screen up close. I know, but it's, it's dope. Look at those lovely souls. Hey, man, if you like this podcast, smash the like button. And, of course, you must subscribe to this channel if you love to love. Hey, that's tight. If you love to love, subscribe to this channel because this channel is love and prosperity. Hey, check it out, man. Shout out to the people in the live chat right now. If you're here live, don't be shy. Say what's up. What's up, Yoda Mean? What's up, Chris? Shout out to the moderator, Chris. Shout out to Danielle Thomas. Francesco Honorado. Shout out to Main Main. What's up, Main Main? What up, Jeff Newport? William Lewis, YBs and LPs. A YB. I like that name, YB. Where'd you go last night? Oh, I was at YB's house. <laughs> what up, Yin? Did I already say what's up to Yin? What up, Yin? Oh, look, I'm in the comments too. What's up, Daddy Goods? Oh, snap. Nelson, what's up? What's up? What's up? All right. All right, let's come back. Let's come back. Shout out to Douglas and Jeff Newport for dropping those flames. All right. Um, yeah, man. So I posted a poll on my Instagram, right? And I, you know what? I'm going to read a verbatim. A, a poll. A poll. P-O-L-L. And so my question was, and this is interesting because, you know, like I said, on my Daddy Goods Instagram, if you want to follow me, you can. It's D-A-D-D-Y-G-O-O-D-Z. Anyways, I don't have a whole lot of people from the FFC on that page, right? I post a lot of like workout motivation stuff and, you know, just random stuff more so. But I was curious, you know, how many people are open to the idea of being amongst this world? And this was what I posted. I said, out of curiosity, and this question is not intended for my friends of the Poff Pod, the people that know me from the Poff Pod, right? Yeah. And I, said, I want to know how many of you have ever considered getting into the foot model game, aside from however you may feel about the taboo subject of a foot fetish for analytical purposes, right? And 78% of my following on there said that, yes, they have considered and you know, the rest, you know, the 22% said, no, it's weird. Right. 
All right. So, you know, that's what we all know people to typically feel about this whole world of the FFC. We we know that a lot of people will say, oh, no, it's weird. But what's, what was interesting to me is that 76% of these people said that, yes, they have considered. And I was scrolling through the people that- Is it men or is it like women who would want to be in it or men who are interested in it or both? Either or, either or, just okay. like people who are interested in the world in general or have ever considered it. And a lot of the people that said that have, like, they don't have anything to do with this world. They don't even know about it, per se, but perhaps maybe they've thought about it before. But yeah. I was looking through it, and there's a lot of people that I was like, oh, wow, like, I, I would have never imagined that that person was into this. And I, and I And I put on there that, you know, I would keep it private, you know, so yeah. that not everybody would know and um it was just interesting like like wow like a lot of people are into it more than we may know it's just so taboo that they don't really talk about it like that they you yeah. know they know about it and they think that it's cool but they just don't really talk about it like that and i'm like wow like that is a huge gap right there 76 percent to 22 percent yeah well i mean what's that like secret thing where people like can send like not where you can like it's like ah, tell me something in secret i think it makes sense i think there's way more people out there that have proclivities and sexualities and like desires that aren't necessarily what we would have considered quote-unquote normal previously but with platforms like this and instagram and whatnot and like you know the poll you talk took prime obviously people are wanting to engage in those things and they feel that way i think just as like time not time but like as we as our thought process our views and generations also change i think things become more acceptable mm -hmm. and more more like you said not necessarily mainstream but just more okay to just be yourself and i think we're seeing that a lot with the fetish industry in, in general i mean look at um 50 shades of gray look at like you know what i mean things that were considered way more taboo are now becoming more at the forefront you know i think yep. it's great though i think it's it, great i think people need to be more connected to their sexuality and their sensuality i think so too i mean it's the most natural part of a human to to express that side of their self i mean all of the extremely unnatural things people deem appropriate or safe for uh the the social world but you know it's like like going out and working a nine-to-five job that's not really that natural but you know it's you know it's normal and safe to talk about with other people so it's like okay that's natural or like everybody feels like the most natural part is like uh you know like the 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 butt or the the boobs or whatever but it's like yeah. Like just because everybody talks about that as a collective, you know, like that's like what's normal to them. So they're like, okay, it's okay to to talk about that. What's what's going on right now? Hold on, what what in the world is happening here? We having te technical difficulties. Oh, pew 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 pew. I got the background music for you. Do you? Okay, all right. We're good. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's going on here, man? It was like, it looked like there was some kind of technical thing going on for a second there. But technology anyways. doing weird things anyways. It's all right. <laughs> no, it, it, it really has. 
I feel like there's a uh, there's something going on. Hey, get, give me a second. That damn particle reactor. You know, I think playing, playing with all the energies. I think so. Here, get, give me a second, everybody. I'll be right back. Here, here, here's the intro again. We should be. We should. Be. Right. I know. Don't you love that? You know, liven up the situation a little bit, or whatever. I, I lost what we were talking about there, but you know, I'm sure. You know, I, my house does ADHD, so oh, we're talking about electronics being a little wonky. We're, I don't know, just random, random, yeah. random. Oh, random. I was gonna tell you something though, and it like slipped. It was something about oh. So, you know, what's also really interesting. So I think we just moved into, I don't know if you know much about like, you know how there's the age of Aquarius that song, like dawning of Aquarius. Um, mm-hmm. So we just moved from a 250 year cycle, which we were in the cycle of Pisces. And it's interesting because with all the political turmoil, we just hit the United States first 250 year marker of us being the U.S., and that happened right as we came into the the age of Aquarius. And mm-hmm. it's very fascinating because we're really at a precipice, a huge political precipice that I think a lot of people are feeling. And it is not about the right or the left. It is about humanitarianism. It's about, it's about bringing banking to, to coal. It's about oil. It's about big ag it's about just the state of what's happening on all levels and it's not agenda based and i think we are due for you know like if you look at historically every country all of our all of the quote unquote established countries first world countries have had multiple revolutions and america has yet to have one and i think that we are on a precipice and we are on we are on a jump off point of of a legit revolution and it's necessary in order to be to move into the next era the new age the new generation and it's i think that's a lot of what people are feeling you think that some of it is it's just like everything combined together like all the political turmoil going on the whole wade versus roe issue and just everything combined like it's everything combined on the energetic level because well i mean Rovers, the whole, yes, because a lot of it has to do with the powers that be. And the powers that be have been the, you know, 70-year-old white men who have been controlling the United States, whereas they they actually aren't the majority anymore. So a lot of what we're seeing, this pushback, all of this stuff that's happening, is their grasp to continue to divide so that they can keep their power. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that that's a big part of it. And you know, a friend of mine, we were having an interesting conversation about the Roe versus Wade thing. And at the end of the day, the political agenda behind it is very fascinating because you know who gets the statistically who has the most abortions? It is white women 
but do you know who who whose actual um, numbers in society are, are dwindling? White people. And that is part of the big push is that they don't want white women aborting their babies because it's not it's not brown women that are having abortions at the same rate as white women. So I think like that's a, that's a big push for it. I think, you know, what was that the other day, that woman that was <laughs> at one of those uh, Trumpite rallies and was like, we got to bring back the white. Some, it was like a Freudian slip. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like viral. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It's like, wow, they're not, they're not hiding it at all. They're just going to blame exactly. Because a lot of times people would be like, man, like, they didn't say that, or uh, you're just, you know, talking, uh, spreading FUD, and it's like, no, nah, like, they actually said that, like, there's videos of this, you know, all around the internet, like, you could look this up if you want and, and figure it out, but I think that there is many different agendas, and I got some wild theories, and I'm almost kind of scared to, like, say it, because I'm like, wow, I know these videos, like, have, you know, quite the potential to, you know, end up in all kinds of places, but yeah. Just think and ponder on this idea real quick, everybody. I know my theories get a little crazy and out there. And by the way, um, I'm totally, you know, women should all the way have their rights. Like, that's crazy that, you know, people are even thinking that shouldn't exist. Like, that's I crazy. think he, I know, humans should have rights to their own bodies. That means Absolutely. that means abortions. That means vaccinate. That means anything. Like, at the end of the day, if you don't own your body and the right to say what you do with it, then you owe nothing. You owe nothing. Okay. Nothing is relevant. Okay, so check this out. So, you know, I'm not I'm not telling anybody whether they should have or should not have got the jab, you know what, the the jab jab, right? But so this is actual facts right here, people. That jab had a code in it within it that once you put it, you know, in the body, and you know, shout out to everybody that got that and wanted to protect their families and everything. But now I'm just stating the facts right now. That that jab altered it had the it has the possibility to alter dna to the point where your dna is now copywritten to said person said company that now has your dna altered they can now take ownership and claim that dna so that alone right there is going to take away a lot of rights of people that they don't even realize are right there and right now um yeah and a lot of people don't realize how many that the, all of the companies that uh, produced multiple vaccines have massive lawsuits. Most of them have never even brought uh, a vaccination to the market. Typically, it takes 14 years to approve something, and they push this so fast. Like I just, there's a lot of questions. I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxer by any means, um, but I think that there's very much checks and balances, and a lot of a lot of stuff was unchecked and unbalanced, and a lot of it comes down to capitalism. A lot of it comes down to the fact that we have allowed our medical and our to to become uh, capitalistic and and dollar signs for people. So of course, you know, you gotta follow, follow the common sense. But people are really they don't want to believe things because right, it's so scary. Check this out now. Okay, so take the idea of um, people already losing a lot of rights with that, with their DNA now being altered, and you know claimed by said company that you know alter that dna now now take this idea right here now that we're talking about the whole wave versus row issue so they're forcing women to you know basically give birth like regardless of the fact that a lot of women have you know pregnancies that can you know 
like kill them basically like yeah. so many things can happen right so aside from all all that madness they're making women give birth right so a lot of people do have the jab right so perhaps they want to create a study and have enough babies to see what is going to happen with all the people who have the jab they want to see what's going to happen with the the next generation the people you know give birth or can they even you know have the same fertility rate with all of these people who have the jab or what's going to happen like is there going to be a higher rate of um you know autism or you know like none of us know there's no studies out there this is something that just came out of nowhere so it's like man like when you start thinking about that and you start kind of lining up everything like i'm sure there's a whole book of agendas and written down a written down um like said uh studies that they want to do like i'm sure it's not just one thing not just one hidden agenda it's probably like i said like pages thousands of pages of stuff going on but it's just interesting to think like how when you kind of line up all those things and then you go and now now i'm thinking far out there on this one right here but when you when you go and and look into like the cdc and different uh websites like they're actually telling people about like zombie apocalypse type stuff and i'm like mm-hmm. damn damn like what's yeah. going on like it's, it's- I that, see again. This is what happens when I think we we play we play God too much. Um, we're 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 asking for consequences. And the interesting thing too is that with the spread of everything, they've created a, a lot of the. I mean, obviously, I am not a virologist. I I just enjoy reading a lot and researching. But the thing is, is that people don't realize with the push of so many vaccines and then vaccine inequality through other countries where here in America, we're on vaccine three, four, booster six. There's still countries that if you were someone that's behind vaccines, there's still countries that haven't even gotten like first dose, second dose. So this is part of the reason that they, the virus is going to continue to evolve because you have such inequality in how you fight things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, on every level. So it's like, plus the, it's, it's a virus. So it's going to continue to mutate no matter what we do, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just, I, I think that a lot of it at the end of the day, everything feeds, feeds into a political agenda that is fed by the capitalistic machine. That is, that is America. You know, there's not, a, there's no other countries that run the way that our countries do, you know, and it's, like- whether it's good, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say something like kind of like totally off topic, but on topic, I was going to say, I feel like most people who watch this podcast and love our conversation right now, more than likely enjoy Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah, definitely. Every, every episode. You know how many people always tell me like, man, you would love Rick and Morty, like based off of everything that you like talking about the theories and conspiracies and all that stuff. And I started watching it, and I'm like, man, like, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, like, finally got on board. Well, it's crazy to me. You were talking about like fertility rates, so they're all up in arms that our fertility, uh, like, rates are going down in in males and females. But you don't want to look at the fact that we have over 350,000 chemical compounds in America that we allow in our foods and our soils that other countries don't. You go to most European countries, you're not going to see red dye 40 dimethyl 
Colvate, I don't know, I'm literally ma making stuff up, but like you're not gonna see these things because the long-term neurological effects on the body are known there say, and they pay attention to this stuff. Did you just say dimethyl Colgate? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Colgate? I don't know. I just made some I just I just made some shit up, you know. I know dimethyl something, something, something is it's all bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just made up a new toothpaste, man. Hey, hey let's get into a foot nurse. We got extra fluoride for your pineal yeah. gland, ours, dimethyl, Colgate. <laughs> uh, let's get into a foot nurse. We'll, we'll be right back here, man. Shout out to the live viewers. Smash that like button. That likey, likey, likey. If you likey, 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 then smash it. Hey, man. Shout out to Cleo. You know, coming back on the pop pop for the third time, gotta appreciate. I know that uh, for some reason the blurry is a little blurry, but you know what, man? It ain't blurry on her IG and her uh, special site. I'm I'm sure. So, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so you know that's always a um, a place that you can take a gander and other things. Shout out to you. Yo, I, I love that you know we were able to have conversations like we are on this podcast, and you know, shout out to the viewers who stick around and hang out and have fun. It's amazing. I need Red Bull to sponsor this podcast because I'm like trying to be on my third Red Bull right now for the day. Oh my god, what? What is wrong with what? you? What? What's wrong? Yeah. Daddy it's not that bad. Red Bull's terrible for you. At least drink some green tea. Get off that shit. No, that's so you're, you're drinking the dimethyl Colgate. Uh, all right, let me see if dimethyl Colgate is in here. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> There's no dimethyl Colgate, but I will tell you the suspect um ingredients that i see on here all right so let's see there's carbonated water citric acid taurine shout citric out taurine. Acid is actually not very good for you it's usually der derived from mold fuck man all right, it's in well, a lot of stuff because it's a preservative let's break down these ingredients all right so natural and artificial flavors sodium bicarbonate okay so that's just, that's just baking soda all right magnesium carbonate it is mag. I mean, it's a synthesized version of magnesium. Okay. All right. All right. Aspartame. Oh, not good. <sighs> All right. <laughs> aspartame. Aspartame is a fake sweetener that is highly. Are you drinking sugar free? Yeah. That's why. If you're gonna drink shit, don't drink sugar free because that's at least do real sugar because the aspartame is what is like linked to a lot of cancers. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> all right. How about? <laughs> Ace Sulfame K. I don't know. Ask you no. K. <laughs> uh, xanthan gum. Like what? What the fuck is that? Oh, xanthan xanthan gum. I think is all, is is a part of a preservative, but I'm not 100 percent sure. All right. So niacinamide, pridoxide. Damn. Anything that has oxide or the, is that <laughs> many letters is not good for you. I uh, know. Real talk, though. Hold on. Calcium pen. You know what? If you like energy drinks, try Celsius. Celsius is good. I I can't I can't have like 
the ones that give you a whole bunch of calories though like i'm trying to keep it low calorie i'm trying to you know be like health conscious and not be having too many calories every day you know what i'm saying trying to get these calories are better than chemicals your body can process the calories the chemicals not so much a man like i I feel like oh my god you know what speaking of chemicals so they just did a study where that um i forgot how many participants they did but it was a good portion and 80 percent of them had roundup in their urine I know that's wild. How does that even happen? How do we get around that? Because because the majority of our produce comes from GMO farms that they spray with massive pesticides, which are not legal in a lot of countries. Even countries that already that are considered like second or third world, there's pesticides and Roundup. Like I think Mexico just illegal made Roundup illegal. It's a it's an endocrine um, disruptor. It kills all of your gut bacteria and it literally coats all the fruit and vegetables. And then the, the problem is it leaches into the soil. So then even if you're not spraying it on shit, it is literally in your soil. Hey, so look, like people I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> vegetables and they, they do what they feel is right and health conscious, right? Like eat the vegetables and, and try to switch their diet up. But it's like, dang, like there's no real way around it. Mm-hmm. All these chemicals. It was like people are telling me like man don't drink the sugar-free red bull i'm like man like everything that i eat and drink like i can go and get some tea leaves and use that for the extra caffeine boost or whatever but like damn it got sprayed with roundup like you so better I'm damn- a, you better buy, buy, that's why that's why health and good food is um a commodity of the rich a lot of time because to be healthy and to purchase things and spend the extra money on things that aren't covered in chemicals not everybody can afford that nobody can go to freaking whole foods or you know natural foods market or grow their own stuff well i want anybody can really grow their own stuff but it's like you said it is it's hard for people to know nutrition but then also actually stay away from a lot of this stuff but a lot of that comes down to our government not regulating what we allow in our foods and this is also like part of the political stuff it's like this is these are the things that we need to be pushing our politicians to fix you know yeah, no, 100%. But it's it's not just the politicians, though. Like, man, we it needs to be like the, the people in general have to come together, at, you know, and, and that's the only way because there's so many people, there's so much more people than politicians and the people who are, you know, quote unquote, in power that if there was some kind of revolution where people did get together, like there'd be no way to stop everybody. But to get everybody on that same page in fucking possible like there's no fucking way because people are so they're so brainwashed like on a whole nother level you can't even have a logical conversation with most people about politics because they get all up in their emotions because whatever trigger point has happened so you can't have a, a a kind political conversation in a lot of since and like even if you're not into politics like that's a trigger for some people too they're like why not that's a part of the problem you're not you're like oh my gosh like this is i can't win with y'all you can't win with a lot of people in a lot of times so you know if you can't win arguing with people if you can't win the stuff you eat and drink and you can't win in none of those scenarios scenarios it's like damn you might as well just do what you love and what you like we're all just just walking around underwater trauma uh, uh, underwater traumatized malnourished trying to like figure out life you know what i mean like at the end of the day at the end of the day and it's it's unfortunate but you're right like life is too short to not live how you want to live as long as you know you're not like hurting people 
But as, to go back to what you said about people being uncomfortable with conversations about politics, I think mm-hmm. it's because we're ta- you don't talk about those things. That's what it is like. That's an, but that's definitely an older generation thing that's dying. That's that whole idea of like, we don't talk about anything. It's not just politics. We don't talk about feelings or trauma or like anything. We just don't talk about stuff. But that's becoming less prevalent. And so I think hopefully people will get better about having conversations about politics. I will tell you one thing that gave me a lot of hope in people. So I actually drove Uber for three and a half years. And it was one of the most enlightening experiences because the amount of people in that three and a half years that are in and out of your car constantly, um, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what kind of conversations you're going to have. You, you know, you know, people right, left, middle, gay, straight. It does. It literally doesn't matter. But in that time frame that I, I drove Uber, I had so many really beautiful conversations with people. Um, and I think, the difference is being willing to show up for them, being willing to listen and not actually want to react right away, but also not having, I think people aren't willing to be proven wrong or to, we don't give people the space to grow or change their mind. Like a lot of times you'll have an idea and then guess what? You're presented with new information. You're allowed to change their your mind, but people feel really beholden to like, oh, this is my belief and this is what I thought. So this is what I have to keep thinking. And that comes from, I think, not willing to be wrong or not willing to still grow or realize that you don't know everything, you know? So I think when people can arrive at the fact that they don't know everything, maybe they'll be more willing to listen. But with driving all those people around, I met people of all political agendas. And at the end of the day, I think most most people are mostly good. I think the news and a lot of our media really does a good job of wanting you to continue to feel crappy and divided because it feeds the agenda. But the actual one-on-one interactions that you have with people, that's not how they actually feel. It's just what's presented, you know? Mm. Do you think it's kind of hard to pull people's actual feelings and emotions out of them? Well, I mean, yes, to some degree, because I don't think people are used to being able to actually express themselves i i personally don't have a problem with it because i think just as a as an empath and a healer people tend to just like really are very like forward with me and very honest and and i know when people are not being transparent with me anyway so i think it innately just brings that to the table um but i think when people don't feel like they're gonna be you're, you're in judgment of them they're much more likely to actually like have a conversation or want to maybe see your your point of view about things you know what i mean so you think being more uh judgmental in like during a interaction pulls out more of their uh so not opinions? being judgmental not being judgmental. Not, gotcha yeah. okay okay yeah coming from a, coming from coming to a person from a place of openness and not having expectations i think mm-hmm. allows that dialogue to to unfold in an organic way that lets people like listen and feel heard. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of times when people get into arguments, whether it's politics or anything else, it's more about the fact that they, they aren't feeling heard. So if we actually got better at listening, uh, I think that we'd be able to communicate a little bit better, but you can't really communicate if you can't actually listen and digest what people are saying, you know? But that's also part of it, too. I think we're over we're all overstimulated when it comes to, like, you know, inputs and stuff and concentration and like 
Um, so these are skills that we don't teach people anymore. We don't, it's not, it, it, people are not learning how to interact with people in humanistic ways because especially the younger generation, because we're so much online, you know? So I think teaching people how to actually connect with people and, um, you know, having those, it's, it's kind of like the difference between your federal government and your local government. Your federal government obviously clearly matters, but your local government is, that's where the bread and butter is. That's where you make your change. And that's the same thing when it comes to like your circle, it's us having these conversations. It's you being at a bar and instead of talking about the weather, actually talking about effective change or what what's happening in the world, even though we were taught not to have those conversations. But we were taught not to have those conversations because it keeps the divide. So by showing up to those conversations, you are pushing into you're pushing farther. You're you're, you're making that divide less, I think. Does that make sense? It does. Hey, and speaking of generation, I'm about to trip everybody who doesn't know this out. Are you aware of what the new generation is called? Because you have your generation Z, X, and all those generations, right? Do you know what the new one is called? Gigabytes. I don't know what are they. <laughs> the new generation is called Generation Alpha. What do you take from that? Oh, I don't like that. That's what they're calling the new generation. It's like that's interesting. I mean, I guess so. I always forget what the gener- where the gaps are. What are what are you considered? What are we, I think we're probably the same. What are we considering? I want to say we're Generation Z. Are we Z? Or I don't know. I always, get, I always get them mixed up. I always forget if I'm X or a Z. I don't generation. Generate. I'm a Google. Right? I guess it makes sense. Maybe we've maybe they've arrived at the end of the alphabet and we're back at A. So that's how we've gotten to alpha. That's the only like logical thing because it's like all right, generation X, Z. Let's see, generation Z. We've already gone through the alphabet. We're back to A. That's where they got alpha from. Okay. They could have used a better word, I think. Let's see. All right. So if you're born. All right, so we're we're millennials. I believe we're about the same age. I'm I'm 34 right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm 33. I'm about to be 34 in like 20 days. So we're millennials, and then after us, it was Generation Z. And then if you were born from 2011 through 2025, it's Generation Alpha. I'm like, how have I never heard of this term before, Generation Alpha? Yeah. Like I said, I from from just my um, process of deduction, I'm pretty sure that they make their way through the alpha. Event. And if we've gotten X and we've gotten Ys and we've gotten Zs, we're back to A. So they had to go somewhere. Wow. I don't know. I think the alpha thing is very interesting because there's a lot of um, folklore. There's a lot of history around what alpha, omega, um, when it comes down to Latin, alchemy, the Bible. So it's a very, it's, it is very interesting that they chose alpha. What if they're saying that this is the generation that's going to save humanity and that's why they call them alpha because they're the alpha generation? Maybe. I mean, I, I hope so. I, if, if the next generations can't do better, listen, the earth is going to survive without us. Like we, the earth is going to do its thing. It's more a question of are humans going to be able to be part of the earth? You know what I mean? So hopefully the next generation is that generation. And I think they have the potential to be so long as, as this continues to happen and we continue to raise children that are not like the previous generations, you know, but you- I would, you know, do you know what Gaia is? It's a, it's like a website, YouTube, like, I feel like you have to know if you don't know, you need to know. 
I don't know what Gaia is. How, how do you spell it? Okay, you should look it up. It is um they have like YouTube. I mean, there's Gaia is like a word for like God, but there's but it's a website and they do all sorts of like educational stuff. That's a little bit like it's it's really important for a lot of stuff that we're talking about. Whether it's like evolution, whether it's like aliens, whether it's they just have a lot of like spiritual stuff. Mm. But I was watching this documentary um, about ancient Egypt and like, and also modern society, and a lot of stuff points to the fact that we've actually revert, we've actually reverted back in a lot of ways compared to older societies in a lot of the technologies um, that we have. Obviously, we have like internet and that sort of stuff. So I'm not talking about those technologies, but just in the way that society functions and the technological advancements. A lot of people think we've actually moved backwards, and we're continuing to de-evolve because of a lot of our actions um, as far as like science and schooling and all of that, that we're actually going backwards. So I thought that was really interesting theory. Did you see that news article about how there's a possibility now where you might have the chance to live for 150 more years if you download your consciousness into a AI robot? I mean, I've seen it on like I've seen it in, you know, in movies and Doctor Who and stuff, but I didn't realize this was actually something that they're uh, talking about. That's yeah. terrible. I just think of you know, there's this Doctor Who episode on who knows which one because there's like five billion, but they have there's there's this like alien who's basically like 700 years old and he's basically just like a brain that floats in like a tube, like no body, no nothing. That just I don't know. Like that, that seems very strange. I hope that's not what we really are, like a brain floating in a tube and we're just like, we're literally in the simulation. That would suck. Like if I woke up, I'm like, damn, I'm just a brain. <laughs> I'm just a brain. I'm a brain. I don't got no feet. Damn, you know, I really I feel, maybe feet don't even exist. Right. You know? Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Or what, if, or what if feet was the last part of figuring out if humans can make it they were like all right we're gonna put them in this human body and until they feel until all of them feel like feet are attractive and this becomes pop culture we will keep them in their human bodies and we will not wake them up into their brain lives <laughs> it sounds like a mfc um nightmare slash like uh short film <laughs> yeah it does Hey, let's do a let's do a commercial, then we'll come back. I gotta go pee real bad, so I'll be back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Don't be having a dartboard in the uh, background because I will hit bullseye every single time. Oh, you you play the darts? Because I will. I'm pretty good. And I've had a I've had a lot of Are you? pandemic time to practice my darts. I can only play what? one game though, cricket. I only got one game. Cricket? Yeah. Oh, I have an outdoor dartboard too in my backyard. That's the one we use the most. Croquet is super fun too, by the way. My mom has a croquet set. I, d- I don't have one here, but croquet always reminds the- me of um, uh, off with the heads, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, uh, I think it. I think it's originally a, a game invented in the UK, so it's like a British game. It's an English, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah like, they have- I'd rather play croquet than golf. That's for sure. No offense, but man, golf is. I. I have not got into golf yet, but you know, I I totally want to get into golf. But yeah, no croquet. I I had a croquet set, but for some reason, my uh, my mother sold it. I'm like, really? Like for real? Well, You're supposed to hold. Maybe you didn't use it. You have to use it. Have you ever been to yeah. Top Golf? Yeah, I've been to Top Golf. Okay. Yep. that's the that's the kind of golf I like. That's about as golf as I get. But I'll go to Top Golf. Top Golf. Play some Angry Birds. Mad fun. Yeah. Top golf is mad fun. Like trying to like smack home runs every single time. It's like <laughs> or, or like if you don't really golf. Oh my god, the last time I went, uh, I think there's a video. I think I swung at it probably like six times with no connection. Just right over. <laughs> right over the ball. You know that hot that hand eye coordination that like takes a right. minute. <laughs> yeah, it does take a minute. And it's kind of embarrassing on the first couple. You're like you know, walking up to it and people are looking at them yeah, like, what are they going to do? Is it going to be a good shot or is it going to be like a miss, a total miss? I want to say my first swing at the ball was a total miss. <laughs> and, and, you know, I look at everybody, I'm like, oh, shit. And then I finally hit it and it like goes into the net directly in front of me. And I'm like, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> well, nobody, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when you, that, go, you try to go kick the soccer ball and you just fall over instead. I've been there. Yeah, we can't all be we can't all be athletic and awesome. I know. I mean, hey, you know, we could try. I know we could try to be like Cleo. You know, it's it's the least we can do is try to be like Cleo. You know, oh, be like you and just don't be a shitty person. See, that's easy. (sighs) Yeah, it is easy to not be a shitty person. Actually, it's like just be real. Just you know, tell the truth. Don't tell lies. Um, what else can you do to not be a shitty person? Well, if like, you were, I'm not like innately religious, but I mean the whole like. If there's one thing, the golden. Just treat people how you want it to be treated. The only time that doesn't work, though, I think some people have a hard time deciding how they want to be treated, or they have low self-esteem, so they put up with some bullshit. So you can't always apply like treat people how you want to be treated because sometimes people don't understand how to treat themselves. You know, so we do mm. need a few like rules. I think, like you said, uh. Yeah, just be straightforward. Don't lie. Be accountable. Like, if you say you're going to do something, do it or renegotiate. That's one of my big things is like, I have no problem with people not doing what if they if they tell me they're going to do something and not doing it. It's the not communicating like, hey, this is what changed or whatever. That's where I think people falter, you know, it's like, just be transparent. It makes life so much easier and people less frustrated. 
that's that's real as it gets right there be transparent and you know you don't have to put on any kind of facade just be honest with people i think that's what everybody loves the most is when you're honest with people and being honest yeah. could come in many different forms you know like just being yourself when you're around people not trying to act or be somebody that you're really truly not i feel like those are the people that make it the furthest in life anyways is when you are yourself people can be like oh like yeah this person's a little a little crazy but they're being real you know they're being honest well, you know? yeah yeah exactly, exactly. so that's all we can do at the end of the day. Just, so. just showing up to your life authentically because, like, if you can't do that, then you, it's like that's kind of how I feel about, you know, I said, if you don't have your body auton bodily autonomy, then you don't have anything. Just like if you don't, your word is your bond. And we have nothing in this life really that you were born with except for that ability. So if you can't even show up in that way, it's a lot harder to show up for your life in other ways, you know? It starts with being able to keep your word and your accountability to yourself. And I don't think that's, it's not like it's always easy. It's, I think like, I don't know, being a human meat sack is a constant challenge of like showing up for yourself, showing up for others and just trying to do better than you did before. But other than that, I don't know if there's any sort of freaking roadmap. I'm going to be honest. I love laying in bed all day. I would do that every day if I could. <laughs> oh, passive income, baby. <laughs> oh man. I would, I would love to just lay in bed every single day like just lay there and just eat eat delicious food you sound like you got you got a, you got a feeding fetish huh you're trying to be a feeder i, I know i love eating i think it's been like on a diet for like two months so like i keep on getting tortured by everybody around me they're like eating delicious pizza or or wings or whatever is just absolutely amazing like they're they're eating it all around me i mean i i have cheat meals every now and then but, um, you know, I still try to stay within the diet. Like I have a steak and mashed potatoes or something, you know, like that's cool because typically I have like ground beef and like some kind of carbohydrate, like, you know, rice or a potato yeah. or, or have you, but it's like very like bland and just like straightforward. And so I don't know, man, like I just drool over the most unhealthy foods right now. Like I could totally go for some TB, some Taco Bell right now. I want a Mexican pizza, even though I know it's, like the fakest Mexican food ever, and like the most disgusting thing. Taco Bell, Taco Bell is rated the best Amer Mexican food in America. There's no way it's rated the top Mexican food in America. Please tell me you're lying. I'm not lying. That's <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> she said it. Taco Bell is the the number one Mexican food oh, in America. Like. Number one Mexican food in America. Well, was that, remember they had that little chihuahua? Yo, yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, I missed that. I missed the good commercials. Commercials used to be really good. Like even Super Bowl commercials are not that good anymore. I actually didn't even watch any of them this year. It's funny because as a so like as someone who is a commercial actress, it's very interesting on the receiving end getting like scripts for things, and sometimes you're like. Who, who wrote this? Like, what does this have to do with anything? But you're there to do a job, so it doesn't matter. You're just like, all right, well, cool. I'm just going to read what you said, and we'll see what happens. Tell me about being a commercial actress. I didn't know that you did that. Oh, well, I'm a, I mean, that's what I do in real life. I'm, I'm, an, actual, I'm an actress. Um, I've been acting for about 14 years. <laughs> I don't talk about I mean. My my clean life is pretty separate from my like real life. 
um, for the this most part. Cool. So. We've never talked about this, and we have like hours uh, of podcast. You probably, you might have even seen me, depending on what kind of shows you watch, you might have seen me just pop up a little bit. I do all sorts of acting, but I do film, TV, commercials, movies. I have a national campaign that I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want people trying to find me, but you'll they'll, they'll probably see it eventually that might pop up on some places. Done some national commercials. Yeah, that's uh-huh. kind of how I, that's honestly how I arrived. Well, I arrived in the foot fetish scene two ways. Number one, I've worked in the fetish industry for a long time because I'm a professional dominatrix. But the foot thing specifically came about because I was replying to an ad looking for like actresses that were tall and had big feet. So I was already kind of in the fetish industry and then the foot thing kind of toppled onto it from acting ultimately. That is absolutely wild. Now, now I'm like, like super intrigued with that. I'm like, man, man, what the heck, Cleo? Like, how do how do we go? So many. I almost feel betrayed right now that I don't know this information. Like, how could you? How could you never tell me this? <laughs> uh, you know, I think as I as the longer I do this, and the more I kind of mesh my worlds together a little bit to some degree, stuff becomes more clear. But like, I do a lot of things though. That's the thing, people. Let me tell you, people get very frustrated because I have, my inbox has probably 600 emails in right now and I do my best, but I work like 60, 80 hours a week. I have multiple jobs. I run two companies and I'm an actress. Like, so when people get frustrated, it's like, just like, I don't know your story. You don't know mine. Like I'm just doing my best over here. Y'all trying to get to y'all and get back to you and respond in timely manners. But there's just one of me and there's thousands of you guys. (laughs) That's a little tangent, yeah. but sorry. Yeah, no, I know how it is, though, man. You you get a lot of messages, and sometimes it's like, man, like I I, I like I want to get to that message, but like I literally I I can't at the moment because I know what I want to say back in return is is too much to type for what I'm doing at the moment, the current moment. Like you might be at the gym working out and. You know, you see a long uh, message that you like, man, like that deserves a well thought out response. Like I'm not gonna yeah. be like cool. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like now, nah, like I want to actually respond to that. And then, you know, it could get moved down the line, the more like messages and whatnot come in. So I, I think that, you know, what you're describing right now is like a, a perfect, you know, um, scenario and explanation for, you know, times that something like that does happen. It, it's super common, you know? Yeah. We've got to be patient and realizing, you know, we all have, there's stuff that that people do like I don't even know what you do for a job. We just do the podcast. See, a lot of people know. Like, a lot of people don't know. See exactly because it's like you're you're like one life. It's like you have they're like the same person, but you kind of have all these like different facets of of your life, you know. So especially when you have um, kind of like a job that where people are kind of in your life and your business, you do keep some things for yourself. But for the most part, my life is pretty like transparent and open you know and all the important people in my life also know what I like they know about Cleo they know that I'm a dominatrix they know you know what I mean so I don't find have I don't have to compartmentalize too much of of my life it's more that I just I don't want my fans to like find my whole life and just like blow up my like real Instagram or my you know what I mean that's really the biggest thing why I keep things separated not because I feel like I like can't be authentically things because like i said my mom is probably one of my biggest fans it seems like you have the kind of personality where you you move in a way that if something 
like doesn't happen for you because of your work in, in the FFC world, the BDSM world and what have you, you just you look at it like, you know what, if, if it doesn't happen because of that, it's because it was never meant for me in the first place. It seems like you move in that kind of way. Well, yeah, you know, and I, I didn't always arrive that way. Um, I think, you know, the more that I've been doing this and the more that I'm like kind of the public guy, I'm just getting, getting comfortable with it. I have become more transparent about it because number one, it's easier for me not to have to compartmentalize, but also just being as authentically myself as possible. But there is definitely some things that come with it. Um, you know, like, I don't think, you know, my agents probably wouldn't love that I do this. Um, because when it comes to mainstream acting, uh, sometimes it can have repercussions to the things that you do. But you're right. I, I've arrived at the point now, after a couple of years, that, like, if you're, it's like, if you're not in alignment and not down for, for what I'm doing, then I don't, then I don't need your energy. You know, but it wasn't always that way. Yeah. Um, I think Amber Heard low-key dabbled in uh foot modeling at one point like she's got tons of pictures with her feet she i don't think she can hear me but shout out to her dog <laughs> i think Sorry, amber, i think amber heard a foot model at one point I, I i could be totally wrong so if i am my bad amber uh, i know you're going through a lot right now <laughs> but uh but like there's tons of like photos with her like in the pose with her feet showing and i'm like she might have dabbled at one point yeah. Well, I wouldn't be, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. And I, I mean, I think, like you said, because it's becoming more mainstream, I think it'll become more accepted where people don't feel like they have to like hide what they do or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, feel you I mean, I'm, I was trying to put my feet on Travis Barker and then he, and then he got with the Kardashians. So now I'm bummed. I was like, I could have been there. Hey, well, time out. Did you, you like are you being for real like you met travis barker or no 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 i was trying to, i was trying to meet him so I have, a, I have a cousin who's in the music industry and actually met him and i was like yo when are you gonna let me come meet him and then and then soon after that he met courtney and my window went like damn oh damn, man Do you have a, what's your celebrity crush or i have a lot of celebrity crushes but um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. He's definitely he's definitely was one of them. But you know, now he all like wiped up, so that that ship is sailed. You know, it's gone. You know who yeah. I, I don't have a crush on, but I would love to meet Mr. Tarantino because come on, like how could you not want to put these in a movie? Come on, Tarantino, like on, that's Tar- your whole thing, bro. I know. What's up, Tarantino? We got to somehow Who's get this. Tarantino, part? Kill Bill, Kill Bill Four, Kill Bill Three. I don't know how many. Is there two or three? I and two. I just want. I just want a little cameo in in the in the movie. You know, I'll, I'll play a background scene, no problem. All right, Mister Tarantino, but her feet must be in the next movie. I need to be in the next movie. I'm just saying, like, come on. Because definitely have a lot of a lot of actors and movie producers. I feel like do like Adam Sandler movies. I all right, so that's one of my favorite movie producers because I love how wholesome and just like cool his movies are like you could watch it with everybody around with the with the kids around or whatever but i do I, you know i've actually met adam sandler he came he uh bartend and he actually came into my uh restaurant that's super yeah. cool right there and he was wow. really cool he was generally just like super chill nice dude you know yeah i would i would expect nothing else of adam sandler he seems like a super chill dude you know like real down to earth but his movies, though, like I, I swear, like there's always some kind of uh, foot in the win- in the window inside of his movies. Like no joke. 
Really? I never noticed it either until I started noticing. <laughs> you, you, know, you notice the meat once you start noticing. It's not I, it's it's actually way more prevalent in a lot of in a lot of movies and film and TV and advertisements. I just think people just didn't talk about it or like process it or pay attention to it, you know? Yeah. No. And now that it's becoming mainstream, you're starting to, to notice it a little bit more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean this look what I do like all the time as well. So like now I always notice it. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I get it now, yeah. you know, and I'm sure it's been I never the feet before this. And now I see, I look at people's feet all the time and I never, I never would have looked at feet before I started doing this years ago. It was, but now I'm always like, or if I see a girl, I'm like, Hey, you have, I'll tell girls they have nice feet now. I, and I don't even, I'm not, I'm not a foot person. I just can tell what a nice foot looks like after many a times staring at him and working with them and all that you know yeah no same you know like i i definitely notice it now too as well but you know i try not to look <laughs> per se because uh you know for the people that know that i do this like i don't want them to like feel uncomfortable like or feel like they want to hide their feet or something <laughs> they're like probably thinking like, staring at my feet. yeah <laughs> like, you no, only no. like me for my feet all right <laughs> Or, or like when, um, I don't know, man, it's just, it's different. It's different. It's real different in a good way though. So, you know, shout out to everybody that's, uh, you know, in this community and having fun and all that good stuff. The community is what is what keeps things going. And especially like for me, after being deleted repeatedly, um, you, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community, yeah. you know, you might be the champion. I wouldn't be keep coming back. So it's, it's for it's for you guys, you know. You you have more Instagrams than anybody I know, <laughs> which is crazy because there's so many. But there's so many but models. I don't know what it. My last one, I do know why I got deleted. I actually got hacked, um, and they changed my password. So I was just like royally screwed on that one. But like, it's hard to tell like what really causes pages to be deleted you can do a lot of research and kind of get some ideas but they've really they've also been on a spree for people like a lot of the big like mathematics like no was it the cosmic souls like girls with like 30 40 60 thousand followers being deleted i i get to delete like 15 and i'm like oh i can't imagine being on that level and having to continually rebuild but it's they, they just come for everybody and i think at this point, like, I can't even, I don't even have the energy to be upset about it. The first, like, one, two, three deletions, rough, you know, because you spend so much time putting time and effort into cultivating a page. Um, but yeah. with each deletion, I just get less attached to it and, like, more determined to continue to rebuild, you know. Um, but I finally started, sw like, Twitter. I'm really, like, y'all go follow my Twitter because that's really the best way that, they're, for the most part, they're probably not going to ever delete me. Uh, so I don't have to worry about it so much, but yeah, Instagram is a hot mess. But Twitter been been censoring a lot of tweets lately too, though, man. I'm like, what? Like you censored a tweet like with the the thumbnail for the YouTube? You know, they've been doing a lot of that lately too. Really I don't have. know. Like most of my my stuff has been like uh like put a, a notice on it, and I'm like, but there's literally not even any like anything really in it. But at least they're not you know, deleting me. So that's still 
that's still better. I guess I'll take like a NSFW warning over complete deletion. I think that we should make like fun of all of this, you know, I like have some fun with uh, how many times people get deleted. I know it's terrible, but you know, just to make light of the situation, I think we, we got we should get like some kind of like championship belt like you know in boxing or in ufc how many and, times i think i would be pretty high up on there because i don't i mean i know people definitely get deleted i wonder I, we should take a poll you should start asking the models like have you been deleted how many times have you been deleted because i would love to know but i know i think it's weird because i feel like instagram goes through like cycles where they just like will off a bunch of a bunch of ahead. models at the same time yeah they just go absolutely ham I know, but yeah, man, there's there's got to be an undisputed champ out there. You might be the undisputed Instagram deletion champ. <laughs> I don't want to be this champ anymore. Like, I don't. I'm like, bros, just stop. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, like a few of my friends, like within the industry, we've all been really brainstorming on what having a platform for this community or just like the fetish community that's kind of similar to Instagram looks like that we can have the same similar you know layouts and uses without it being so filtered and maybe that looks like it being you know uh age verified maybe it looks like i don't know there's a lot of things that could happen but i just know like this isn't working we'll continue to you know utilize the tools we have for as long as we need to but i think that we can do better so where are my programmers at where are my app builders like what are we even doing we could have our own foot app. Let's oh. fucking do it, man. I'm 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 trying to be in on this endeavor too. Right? Like, I mean, it's generally like I continually put that out there and I have a few people in the industry too, like that we've been, you know, really trying to figure out, okay, what does this look like? Like how who who do we know that that is also on board for this? And I think the biggest thing we run into is like obviously the um the like the transfer rate of actually getting people to move from one platform. Not completely to other. I don't think it's not going to replace Instagram, but it becomes very like specified in, you know, fetish or foot stuff. And I think getting people to move to that platform is the biggest thing. But I think how we do it is we get the girls like, you know, like mathematician and cosmic and stuff that have these big followings that, you know, we have we have fans that are really loyal is once they start pushing it if we can make something viable, then getting people to the platform really isn't that, that big of a problem, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. as long as all the girls in the industry who have that pull and have the fans, because at the end of the day, the, the fans are loyal when it comes to, and that's the only reason pages continue to get rebuilt is because if they weren't and didn't have their favorite models and have the content they want to see, we wouldn't be able to keep coming back, you know? So I think, yeah. you know, the proof of the pudding, and I think that plenty of people would be, down but you know what what gets me about instagram do you know do you follow unfug feet the what is it the john jay and rich show girl kyle um, something i have uh followed her so, yeah yeah it's interesting to me when they what they pick and choose to delete because i don't understand how this page has had such a long long run with so many yeah. followers um but i think it's because they have that clout it's like being the celebrity who can put their tits on there but you're but then us little people are still getting deleted for feet so it's like i love that there's these mainstream pages but it doesn't it doesn't compute to me so why am i getting deleted but they still are able to have this massive page yeah no i feel you that that doesn't make sense and that's a great point to make right there actually i and i believe that it has to do 
with clout in some kind of form or fashion. They yeah. know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, you know what I yeah. mean? And there's got to be some kind of pool there. So I think that's what it comes down to. It's like when you're not somebody who has a connection to somebody who maybe can work at Instagram or maybe there's some kind of uh, button that they can click behind the scenes that pretty much makes your page protected in a, in a lot yeah. of ways. There's got to be some kind of feature like that because I believe that I'm sh actually, I'm sure that it's very like algorithm that causes these deletions. Like there's something that's being picked up in these algorithms, but you know, like with a page like hers, unfug feet or what have you, she, you know, obviously with so many followers and there's a few other pages that have these massive followers that do exactly what a lot of the um, models do on this podcast. And they have like two, 300, 400 K or whatever, you know, and they're, and they're safe and dandy, you know, like, it's like, okay. Yeah, like like, so what's, what's the yeah. difference? That's what I've been trying to figure out is like, what is the difference? The only thing I can think is the content because sometimes, yeah, well, I don't put any nudity. Sometimes I put spicy stuff like, a bathe, but it's crazy because you can post a bathing suit picture on Instagram and it just be considered a regular picture. But then when you put it on combined with feet, it's somehow more offensive or dirty or whatever. So it's, that's what I don't get. I maybe maybe if we post all posted really demure photos, uh, but then but I don't even know if that's true because there's girls that don't even put their faces in it that, that get deleted and it's literally just feet. So it leads me back to the same question with the unfugged feet is like. There's people out here doing the same thing. So then the people that are getting del deleted, what, where's the discrimination? Like, where's that line and why is it happening? But it's not like you can call and talk to Mr. Instagram. They make it impossible for you to even have, have a conversation with anybody about it, which is crazy mm -hmm. considering how big the platform is, you know? Yeah, no, it is. Well, we got to do better. We got to, we got to make our own. No, it, it, no, you're totally right, though. And it is crazy. I just had something on the tip of my tongue. But I mean, those are all great points you make when it comes to these popular pages that have been around. There's even um, the Rebecca Barardi show. You know, that one has a pretty decent following, too, on Instagram. And is that a, some, Becky or whatever? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The right? Becky and she's like been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it looks like she's, I guess, apparently not active no more or, or something along those lines. Like she didn't renew her contract with some production company that was putting together this show because uh, she hasn't posted on her page in a long time. And I believe that the YouTube channel that, you know, that she was doing her show on, they haven't posted on there in a while. But there is another one that does have some recent posts, but I don't know if it's like content that was recorded a, a while back and they're just keeping the channel alive but it, even on the instagram or the the twitter account it doesn't look like she's posting anything about herself like it's posting like other chicks who do modeling and what have you yeah it's like changed yeah yeah i mean it's like i don't know i the, it's none of it makes sense to me and there's no <laughs> there's no way to make sense of it until we can get like when can we talk to someone from Instagram? I think like then that's that's the biggest thing is like getting answers from the actual people. But we're just like cogs, so they're never gonna you know they're never gonna do that. We're just gonna have to keep playing the game, I guess, and until we until we have our own platform.
I think I think that the more it's spoken on, though, the more a possibility is going to become, though. So I think these kind of conversations at some point are going to land on somebody's desk and, you know, the right moves are going to be made because, like, I get it. Like, people have to play within the rules. That's fine. You know, like if if people have to make their pages age restricted or maybe make the content even more, you know, friendly, viewer friendly. Um, I mean, there's. I'm sure everybody's down to play a- along the rules if it means that they get to keep their page and, you know, keep the following that they spent, you know, a long time building yeah. because it's well, not. Because it's, these, like, it's not real. Right. They're kind of like pretend rules that we're like guessing at we're following. And if I would have told you with my last page, if it wasn't for my getting um, hacked, I probably would have been able to keep it because. I know, you know, you figure out some of the rules, you know, you can and can't post, but then sometimes they just come in without any warning. So it's not like you could even, ha- you even have like a rubric to measure whether you, you did anything wrong because they don't tell you anything. I mean, obviously there's certain things you d- that are no-nos that you know will get deleted. You don't talk about meeting people in person. There's like, there's basic things, but when you, even if you don't do those things, there's, you'll just get deleted. And it's like, well, if you just gave us a list of rules, like you said, like here, follow this. Instead of some like, yeah, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure most people would be down to follow those rules too. Yeah. Hey, um, agree. Hey, agree. I wouldn't have to have page twenty-two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna you're gonna be on page twenty-two pretty soon. <laughs> Shut up! Don't say that. Uh, I'm just. I'm only, on, I'm, just... I'm only on like seven and eight. <laughs> We're gonna get about, her. Uh, he's got to create those backups. The backup to, to the make... backup to the backup to the backup. A Puff Pod Championship belt is coming soon. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, you know, stack them main up. Main, you know, main you do, main like said you said though, you definitely have to not be mad about it. You just have to like, because if you stay, if you if you get mad about it every time. And you know that it's going to continue to happen. It's just going to wear on you. So you just have to be like, like all right, on to the next, yep. you know? Like, yep. And, then, and that's what it's going to come down to. But it, it's all good. Um, I, hey, Main Main said that he tried to get Becky on on the podcast. Yeah. Next time you talk to Becky, tell her, tell her, come on. There's a lot to talk yep. about and unfold. Yes. I would definitely, I would love, to, I have a friend that like mentored with her for a little while. So I would, I, I would love to uh, hear a little bit from the OG. You know who else you need to get on the pod? She might be real hard to get on, but Michaela Miles. She Michaela is. Miles. Do you know who she is? No. I don't know who Oh Michaela my God. Miles. Okay. So this is like old FFC community. Michaela Miles is like OG doing foot stuff in the 90s before like it was even like a thing. And she is like, I think she's a size 15. Um, but she's like, yeah, if you Google her, she's like pretty well known in the foot community because she was doing this before that there was like, this was like a thing, you know what I mean? Uh, she's, and she's older now, but obviously when she first started, I want to say maybe it was in the nineties when she first started doing it and she's still around, but she does like less stuff, but yeah, you should Google her. She's like my, like, when I think about like foot, foot industry and like OGs, that's who I think about. But it's funny because people think about me and they're like, oh, you've been doing this long time. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. There are women who have been setting this bar for us before this even was even remotely this mainstream, you know? 
Right. Yeah. I just I'm looking her up right now, and um, I don't know if she has an IG. Mom, I th- sometimes she does, but she's been deleted so many times that sometimes she just foregoes it. Um, I know she, she has like other pages and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think like the biggest feat I've ever seen. Yeah, she's got some pretty dang good big feet. That is that is for sure. Um, but she seems like she's good vibes on top of it, just from kind of what I have seen when I've been, you know, following her online and like people who have actually met her in the industry and stuff. So, yeah, if I, it, that might be a, a goal, like a little bit, a bit of a might be hard for you to get her. But if you could, I, I she would she would drop so much knowledge, I think, on just this this industry and like her experiences and and whatnot. But yeah, I'm definitely going to try my best man yeah. that's that's what i do man I, I try to get you know the the people that i feel like the people want to see so i'm gonna have to holler at michaela miles you know definitely man it looks like she's been doing her thing for a long time too and she's got that size 13 chris says so that's what said that's like some, okay i think that's a 15 but yeah she got big feet yeah no is she's definitely looking legendary so most definitely gonna have to try my best to get goaded out here you know if that's what it takes to get goaded you know we're gonna try you know we're gonna try to get on cleo's uh level with the goat status <laughs> oh that's yeah. so weird thank you i don't i yeah. I, I don't feel like it like i'm the goat but I, but it's also interesting because i guess to some degree when i when i talk to other people in the industry and just, I guess just because I've been doing it for so long, I guess I naturally fall under that title, but it's weird. Like when I'll work with someone or they're like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. And I'm like, I'm just a regular person. I don't, I don't feel like I'm like anybody like. But that's a, that's what's like, that's the, the allure of it, you know, like the, the part of it that people like is, you know, meeting somebody that, you know, that they adore from afar and then you get to meet them in real life. It is that kind of feeling. And it's, and it's a dope feeling too. And to be somebody who is accessible in that kind of way is, is really dope. Actually, it's a, it's a connection that people get to have with you. And when you're very personable, like the way you are, you know, it's even an even better feeling. So, you know, shout out to my you favorite that. thing is a lot of my fans. Like if, if you see my content or if you've watched any of my like videos, especially giantist stuff, I'm like, a, I'm definitely like a mean. Like I'm very like that's my but that's just my like, you know, my personality seems to be like very cross and angry. So it's always funny to me when people meet me in person. And they're like, wow, you're really, you're really nice. You're funny. You're like, and I'm like, I just seem, I just have resting bitch, bitch face. Like, and, and sometimes it's, you know, you ask for a specific type of content or video, you're going to, you're going to get that, you know? And that's, that's just what it is. But people are always very surprised when they find out that I'm actually, I'm actually nice. Who a knew? Person. Yeah. You know, oh, just all a part of the, the persona, right? The, the giantess Cleo persona. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you met me in my dungeon, you would probably be, be very scared of me. Like, you know, there's different there's different levels to this. Like, like, like on, like, how mean exactly are you? Like, you you yoke them, like you're like, hey, sit down, like type of stuff, or? I mean, it depends on the client, but yeah, definitely. That's I mean, my background is is in is in dominatrix. I do like 
I love corporal punishment. I'm really good with, I'm good with the meme. Um, but it's be, also because I'm an actress. It's not that I'm innately like mean, but that's part of kind of that industry is really like getting into your client's head and figuring out what's going to, what's going to break them down. Um, but as far as corporal punishment goes, Oh yeah, I love it. I'm like, I will break out the whips. I will give, I like riding crops. Those are my favorite, uh, cat and nine tails. Like I'll, I'll beat your ass if you want me to, you know, you inflict real pain on these clients. Yeah. If, I mean, if they, if they book a, a dom session, but that's very different than foot fetish. Foot fetish is like, they're usually pretty cute and fluffy. Sometimes, you know, there's like the trampling aspect or whatever, where it can be a little bit um, harder, but yeah, like I, uh, yeah. And when it comes to dumb sessions, I do all sorts of stuff. Uh, one of my favorite things, though, it's called sissification. And uh, I basically get to dress my slaves up like like girls and uh, nice. treat them like like little slaves. It's fun. It's um, it's kind of it's kind of like giantess just with real people, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm it's it's fun. It's a different aspect of people, and it's really interesting to get into people's heads and kind of find out what what makes them tick. Um, which I think when you are like pretty heavy into the like BDSM play side of it, there's a lot of psychological that comes with it. So you learn so much about about humans and human connection, um, and, and and you're always testing people's boundaries, which also pushes you to test your own boundaries. And I think that's right. that's what fascinates me the most about it. Well, thank God for yeah. people like Cleo. Well, Cleo, it has been a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Thank you so yes. much for being on for the third time, but not the last. Thank you for having me. And I get to be number 80. It's been my lucky number lately, so I'm loving it. Ain't it something, man? Ain't it something? That's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, maybe for episode 88, we might have to just do it again. Episode 88, keep the eights going. And then eight. And then, that's, that's what I've been seeing is the 88s. The 88s. And, and I'm an 88 baby. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to get you on episode you, you need to have like a. You should have like a four, like how we did the four girls, but we should do like, you got to do like a game episode or like something where we have, it's like two. Like what's that Foursquare? Was that old uh video or not video game like a uh, game show where it's like the host and there's like four squares? If if you get your friends together and y'all come to Vegas, uh, we we will have a, a game show episode. We will. Do I like that. that. Okay, let's let's, do- let's make we're gonna we'll, we'll plan a little Vegas trip with the girls. So yeah. I, I I keep building up my my foot fetish um family. So we're building up a. Yeah. A whole repertoire of ladies. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll figure out a way to make the game show work, and we'll uh, we'll get some ideas rolling, and it'll be a good time. Yeah. So the four square will be foot square. Perfect. <laughs> Man, I love it. Well, Cleo, is there All anything? Right. That well, thank you so much know? for your time. Thank you to the followers. Thank you for everybody for listening. I appreciate you. Go follow plenty of feet. Pod, go follow my Instagram, my Twitter. All of those places. Follow her Twitter first, though, because like that's the one that you know is more than likely not going to earn her the undisputed delete deletion champ uh, belt. So follow her Twitter first, and then I'll. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah.
Yeah. Shout out to you, Cleo. Right, well, no. thank you so much. Let's uh let's foot marshal our way on out of here. How about that? Let's foot marshal our way on out of here. Come on, camera, don't fail us now. I have faith that the the camera's gonna um, clear up here. Size eleven in the building. Did I get it right this time? I think I got it right this time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the viewers coming during the live. Appreciate everybody showing love, especially the people who have smashed the like button because like I said smashing that like button is extremely helpful for your favorite podcast right on everybody dropping those flames in the comments I see you shout out to Jeff Jamichael and Chris and the Spurs for life shout out to all the, the flame droppers right now That's the, that's the legendary Cleo pose right there. That that pose right there. <laughs> right? If I can I put my head between my feet, it's perfect. To me, that's the legendary Cleo pose. Daddy Good's uh, fave right there. I approve this message. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'll see y'all. Oh. I got a special vlog dropping tomorrow at 5 o'clock, so y'all tune in to a typical night with the goodses. Other than that, the goodses. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'll see y'all next one.